Oh, looky here. Look who's all of a sudden respectable. Trump, interviewed by the Wall Street Journal on financial policy on Monday and the day before, too, with ABC's George Stephanopoulos. If you try to buy debt back at a discount, interest rates are going to go up. No, you can buy debt back. You you buy debt back and you take advantage of certain things. The same morning, Donald Trump was on NBC's Meet the Press, where Chuck Todd, to his credit, I suppose, caught him in a flip-flop over his incoherent tax proposals. Should we assume that most of your plans then, we shouldn't take you at your word as sort of that they're floors, what you just described, that, you know what, it's my opening it's statement, not, but everything word. is negotiable. Excuse me, it's, excuse me, it's called life, Chuck. It's not my word, of course. I put in a proposal. You know what they are? They're really proposals. People can say it's a tax plan. It's really a tax proposal. Hold it. Tax policy? Why give that any scrutiny whatsoever, no matter how flip-floppy or incoherent? There are far bigger fish to fry. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're rapists. And some, I assume, are good people. You know, he may be talking, but he'll talk a lot faster with the torture. Donald J. Trump is calling for a total and complete shutdown of Muslims entering the United States. So if you see somebody getting ready to throw a tomato, knock the crap out of them, would you? Seriously. You know, you could see there was blood coming out of her eyes, uh, blood coming out of her wherever. How do you know those bruises weren't there before? I'm not a lawyer. Trump has achieved the brink of the Republican nomination, according to the candidate himself, by being himself, no matter how politically incorrect except that his supposed courageous candor is contaminated with the most cowardly hate speech, racism, xenophobia, misogyny, incitement, breathtaking ignorance on issues both foreign and domestic, and a nuclear recklessness reminiscent of a raving meth head with a machete on an episode of Cops. The man is a menace of historic proportions. So who the Chuck Todd cares about his tax proposals? It's like asking Charles Manson about his driving record. But here comes the political press going into standard general election mode and treating a demagogue as a legitimate standard bearer, as if the only thing he has to answer for is the latest blip in the news cycle. Who will Donald Trump pick as his vice presidential running mate? All right, just moments ago, Donald Trump arrived in Washington. We saw his plane at Reagan National Airport. At this very moment, he is in in an SUV. He's on his way. Let's just say that we institutionally were obliged till now to report and thus give oxygen to Trump's incendiary ravings because hate speech is news. It's our role to expose it, even if the exposure serves him. It is not our role, however, to be co-conspirators in his revisionist imagery. The Republican race for president with a a brand new look this morning, a presidential Donald Trump, fresh off a major foreign policy speech. Today, uh, he decided to act presidential and gave a foreign policy speech, read it from a teleprompter. That's not like Donald Trump. He was tempered in his approach. But if you listen to Trump last night at his quote-unquote victory speech, we saw the different Trump. We saw the calm Trump, the more presidential Trump. For crying out loud, of course he wants to be elevated. What's sickening is who's operating the elevator. With every oh-so-decorous question about tax policy or the national debt, 
The media are not simply abetting him, but normalizing him, in effect accepting his grotesque pass to the nomination. Look, by its nature, journalism subordinates old news to the latest development. But in this case, being slave to the fresh angle is simple malpractice, because every moment spent on Trump policy and process buries the lead. The lead is that a man who wants to build a wall, who wants to ban Muslims, who sees women only as potential vessels for his no problem there, I assure you, could be the president of the United States. It was the lead in July. It is the lead now. It will be the lead in November. Every interview with Donald Trump, every single one, should hold him accountable for bigotry, incitement, juvenile conduct, and blithe contempt for the Constitution. The voters will do what the voters will do, but it must not be, cannot be, because the press did not do enough. That's it for this week's show. On the Media is produced by Mira Sharma, Alana Casanova-Burgess, Jesse Brenneman, and Dasha Lizitsina. And our show was edited this week by our executive producer, Katya Rogers. Our technical director is Jennifer Munson. Our engineer this week was Casey Holford. Jim Schachter is WNYC's vice president for news. Bassist composer Ben Allison wrote our theme. On the Media is a production of WNYC Studios. Brooke Gladstone will be back next week. I'm Bob Garfield. Support for On the Media comes from the John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation, the Overbrook Foundation, and the listeners of WNYC Radio.